Joined in studio from TSN Edge, it is Wesley Chang. Uh, Wesley, um, we're all talking all NBA, but that, that's not a bad bet there for, uh, if you're a Leaf fan. I think you should. Why not? Yeah. You know what? Like, what do you, what do you got to lose? That's a good emotional hedge there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just uh, you bet a little bit of that, and then next game, uh, bet, bet against yourself the rest of the way. I bet $2 on Corey Perry to score a goal in game one. <laughs> It was the most depressing nine dollars and sixty cents I've I've made. Oh, I like it. I like yeah, it. Right. Uh, good. Good for you. That's a solid bet there. Good value. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um. All right. So uh, a lot of places to get to. We'll start with what happened last night in the NBA. And I think the thing that, sh- that well, the, the tough part is right now betting is we don't know about Morant and Giannis, yeah. yep. and and that must make it tough. You know, when it comes if if you want to place a bet. On the on on the on the Bucks Heat series on the Memphis Lakers series. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that was most fascinating ahead of that Memphis game, once the Morant news was announced, the line essentially didn't budge at all. Really? Uh, yeah. So I'll show, I'll show, it's kind of shocking. Uh, you would expect it to be more of a reaction from the yeah. market, but I think what we saw from that Memphis game relates to how they've played historically without Morant. Right. Six and three. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was suspended. And then two seasons ago, they went on like an 11-0 like, win streak. That's right. So one thing that's really, um, I think one thing that's important to talk about with the playoffs is just knowing who the replacement players are. Tyus Jones yep. is the highest paid backup point guard. Mm-hmm. So he's a really solid player for John Morant. LeBron, but- LeBron James, like I think, went out of his way to mention him, uh, I think, yesterday. With good reason. With good reason, yeah. Did he mention Dylan Brooks? He, uh, I, I don't think LeBron did. <laughs> of course not. I don't. I Dude, don't. That's, that's yeah. what he's supposed to do. Don't mention him at all, man. Let Dylan Brooks create his own uh, heel narrative. Is Dylan Brooks? I mean, he can't replace Draymond because Draymond stopped the guy. <laughs> well, listen, D- D- I'll, he'll show you. <laughs> yeah, but it, it feels to me like Dylan Brooks has become the like I saw him all the time on ESPN today, and it, it feels to me he's become the number one villain. In the NBA, and I got to say, good on Canada. Mississauga's finest. Mississauga's finest, yeah. I think he loves it. Yeah. I think he loves playing that role. And, you know, I think um, a team like that, kind of on the young end of the spectrum, it's always good to have a little bit of, like, grit, character, a chip on your shoulder. That's the way they've carried themselves, mm-hmm. like, the last two years. Now, obviously, this year, more controversial than others. But they're a great, fast-paced, hustle-heavy team. It, his... Playing the you know antagonist, okay, for me it's a little much, but it, it fits. It fits into the narrative and the character of that team. They they pretty much outwork every team they play, anyways. So um, you know, kudos for him for making himself a uh, relevant, you know, a relevant role in this entire narrative. That was a rock fight of a game. One hundred three ninety three. Anthony Davis four of fourteen. When the big offensive hero is some guy named Xavier Tillman, who was a second round pick four years ago by the Kings, like the Beam. Uh, like that was just an ugly game to watch. Well, I mean, the, the Grizz at home they're significantly better at home versus on the road. And without your superstar like John Morant, obviously you knew they were going to have to scramble and find other ways to get that game. I think what really caught my eye was how difficult AD was, uh, like how difficult of a time he was having in the paint. Um, This guy's supposed to be the superstar on that team in his prime. Yeah, LeBron's 38. Yeah, Like you can't ask LeBron every single game to like take it into sixth gear, right? So AD's supposed to be the guy. Yeah. He got he got moved around 
by some really tiny guys. He got blocked by, you know, Conchar, who's six inches shorter than him. It's just, you know, okay, fine. It's one loss. No big mm-hmm. deal. But uh, blown opportunity. It's absolutely a blown, a blown opportunity. opportunity with no Morant. You know, no Morant. We talked about it actually on that hit yesterday going into the game. Is LeBron going to, you know, take this game on his back? As a role player has really stepped up in game one, he tried to, but I don't think it's his responsibility. That had to be an, a much better offensive showing from AD. And it was probably the worst you could possibly ask, but he got pushed around by like some guys who were way smaller than him. And he shot one for nine in the first half. Yeah. The opposite of that is the Milwaukee Bucks offense. <laughs> You like for everyone out there that bet the over in the in the Bucks Miami game early on. You're just sitting there having a margarita, enjoying the hell out of life. No Giannis Antetokounmpo, and the Bucks had 81 points at the half and shot 60. percent Okay, I'm a guy who grew up watching 90s basketball. 81 points was a good showing when the Heat would have been playing the Knicks back in the day. How the hell do the Milwaukee Bucks 81 at the half shooting 60? percent That's crazy. I mean, I think two things really stood out. Number one, excellent in transition. So they really got out there and they really put the heat on their heels. Look, shooting comes and goes. We, we, we say this a million times. Make or miss league, right? Yeah. So obviously the buckets were going, uh, they're dropping for them. But to me, this is more of a knock on Miami in general. Miami has been stumbling into these playoffs. They barely, they barely made it. They barely Miami, beat the Bulls. They barely made it. Yeah. Okay, it took a fourth quarter comeback. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think this is a good team. Yeah, they're just not a good team, and I even without Giannis felt like this was a good spot for Milwaukee to bounce back. Like, you know, we always say overreaction, blah blah blah. blah. Like, let's not forget Milwaukee is the favorite to win it all, mm-hmm. right? And they were the favorites coming into the playoffs. So this Miami team, I get they have the pedigree, number one seed previous season, but if you've really been watching the film for the Heat, they're a shell of how they've been previously. Bam's not looked good. He didn't look good in that game. Jimmy Butler's obviously trying to carry them, and Kyle Lowry, you know, where is he? Yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate. It, it is. It is. Uh, yeah, like Boston, much easier path against Atlanta. Um, Philadelphia, very easy path against, uh, against the Brooklyn Nets. But, yeah, if Giannis comes back, it should be an easy path for them as well. Uh, Wesley Chang from TSN Edge is joining us. Okay, so there's two games on tonight, both fascinating. Like, first off, just Sacramento at Golden State. And Golden State is favored by minus 245. Now, on this show, as we always say, what's the story behind the stat? Similar to the Maple Leafs. They're like minus 175, 180 favorite against Tampa. The Lightning are one of the best teams in the league. And it speaks to desperation. Golden State, they've lost the first two games. You know, Golden State did not have a great season. Draymond Green is not in the lineup. And the the, the, the record, Golden State's record, is far worse when they don't have Draymond Green Yet Golden State's favored by minus 245. I look at that number, and that just screams that the level of desperation with the Warriors, and they're, I guess, because they're also at home. Well, I think, okay, so great point about being at home. This is like a team. The story of the Warriors has been the road woes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like by far the worst team on the road of yes. the playoff teams. But I think the bigger question, the reason why the line's that way, I think it's two part. Number one, popular team. I think everybody's going to be obviously backing them. But number two, the question is, is this the last dance for the Warriors? Is mm-hmm. this actually how they go out? Because if they lose the series, I think there are going to be some serious question marks that comes in the offseason. I'm one of these people that I don't think this is it. I can see this being one of those series where the home court advantage is so powerful for either team that it's going to come all the way down to Game 7. You know, We talked about Golden 1 Center, just that energy. 
it's very reminiscent of what the Raptors environment at Scotia was like yeah. after all those years of misery in the late 2000s. And then they finally start showing some success. It's the exact same thing. That's a very, that's a very good crowd to play in front of. But then Chase Center, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, they always find this other gear. Yeah. I don't, I don't expect Steph to get shut down tonight. No. The problem is without Draymond Green, they're as porous as you can get. This could be like a one. 31-28 kind of game. They're three and six without Draymond Green. But having said that, I love the Warriors tonight. And I love not just because they're at home, but I expect some things to regress to the mean. Um, through the first two games, Sacramento has 16 more free throw attempts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get that home cooking official. So I think that evens out. Mm-hmm. Sac- uh, yep. No, go ahead, go ahead. The other point is Sacramento has eight fewer turnovers in the first two games. They're a young team now playing on the road in the postseason. I think I don't think the I, I think the turnover disparity, I think it becomes a little more even. So I think the free throws and the turnovers, I think there's more of a regression. So I like Golden State tonight. It, to me, it's just the must win energy of this. I, I I just can't imagine a three a down three oh scenario. Yeah. For you know, arguably the greatest player uh, in this era, Steph Curry, how he's changed the game. Um, but going back to those two points, the free throw thing, I'm absolutely with you there. Um, not to you know throw any conspiracy theories out there, but mm-hmm. I think we know how the NBA likes to manage some of these games to make sure it's entertaining. Yeah. This is the most entertaining series. You think Adam Silver wants to see this done in four? No. No chance, no right? No way. This is pretty much what everybody's watching. But um, uh, the second point about the turnover. The turnover one. I really do want to point this out. The Warriors keep shooting themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get the talent, the shooting, all the pedigree, but all of those turnovers are pretty much self-inflicted, I felt. Um, De'Aaron Fox, obviously, they were on it. I- I've been very, very impressed with the Kings' defense during the playoffs because they weren't good during the regular season. But a lot of those turnovers, like Golden State handed it to them on a platter. And uh, you would expect them as a f- defending champ to know how to take care and be more focused. They've played like the inexperienced team. It's, it's really scary yeah. to think about it, right? So yeah. like Sacramento's wanted it more, I think, the first two games, and it looks very apparent if you watch the film. Tonight, Golden State's at home. Let's see uh, how much that home court's going to really drive things back in their direction. Um, we'll go with the Kawhi Leonard who, I mean, Kawhi Leonard, this is the best he has looked since the Philly-Milwaukee series, uh, his run with the Toronto Raptors. If I if I look at his points, it's twenty eight and a half. I would take the over of minus one hundred eight. He's at thirty in both games. Uh, it was a nice story of Russell Westbrook actually having an efficient shooting game in game two. Uh, we still don't have Paul George. It's pretty much all about Kawhi shooting the ball. Um, so I love the over for that. But uh, your thoughts on the Kawhi bet or just the, the the Suns and the Clippers? Yeah, I think Kawhi looks exactly like you said, as good as he, as he's looked since being on the Raps. He's probably a top three player, I'd say, in the NBA right now. Yeah. I think the best part about this is this is a first round matchup, and you're getting KD and mm-hmm. Kawhi yeah. in a head to head battle, which is arguably going to be the best one on one battle you're going to have the entire playoffs. So to get this right out of the gate is obviously a treat for NBA fans. Kawhi, they're so dependent on him, but at the same time, the shots that he takes, they're so difficult. By the time you double him, He'll either get out of that situation, get it to someone else, or he'll just take a really difficult shot and make it. Yeah, They need him, right? Whereas Phoenix, it'll be a little bit more spread out. 
But uh, Kawhi, look, are they going to win the series? I don't think they're going to win a series. No, no, they needed 100% healthy Paul George. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, to the credit of Kawhi, he's doing everything in his power, and I think he should get more love than he's currently getting. I need... I need the Warriors to come back. I got yeah, I I, I took I took the cowardly parlay of the Sixers, <laughs> the Suns, and the Warriors to win their series. Uh, that's not that cowardly. I get it. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I get it. There is some risk with Warriors winning that. I mean, yeah. Kings, Kings are a pesky team. I'm with you. Always. Hey, by the way, uh, same game parlay. Any, what's uh, what's going on with TSN Edge with, uh, with FanDuel with uh, with tonight in the NBA? Is there... All you need to know is we have a very Golden State favorable okay. same game parlay. Where can people go to find that? Uh, it should be on the Sports Center uh, 6 p.m. show or just find on TSN Edge's Twitter page. It's mm-hmm. posted there right now. You'll see we got four legs. All right, usual. four legs. All right, three. All right, gonna take a look. Wesley, always appreciate, it, especially coming in studio. Absolutely. Way better in studio than if it was over the phone or COD or or Zoom or whatever. So thanks so much for joining the show. Hey, Cos, thanks for having me.